The Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, 3B, is a social enterprise with the goal of building capacity and capability in healthcare to increase value. As part of its mission, 3B promotes the dissemination of knowledge. From our library of almost 1,000 books, we have produced short downloadable podcasts that summarise the most important classic books, book pods. These are essential for anyone working in healthcare and enable you to learn while you walk, drive or travel by bus or train. Enjoy this week's book pod and ensure you get a new one downloaded by subscribing to Radio Value from your usual podcast provider. Professions. A profession is a conspiracy upon the public. That was uh, George Bernard Shaw in the introduction to The Doctor's Dilemma. Published in 1906, but very fresh reading today. We should really read it. It's as always with George Bernard Shaw, it's the preface rather than the play which you give priority to, because that's where he really put his message. Professions. Of course, professions have been attacked in modern times by people like Thomas Sash and Foucault. So professions are people who do good, and a profession has a particular right to exist and to do good because it governs its members. In his great work called The Profession of Medicine, subtitle, A Study of the Sociology of Applied Knowledge, Freitzen says that his book presents an extended analysis of a profession, and I quote now, as its title implies, emphasis is on both sides of the meaning of the word, namely profession as a special kind of occupation, and profession as an avowal or promise. So it's an occupation, and usually taking away a special kind of occupation. Again, Friedson says that, and I quote, I have argued that the most strategic distinction lies in legitimate, organised autonomy. That a profession is distinct from other occupations in that it has been given the right to control its own work. Now, this right, of course, is negotiable, and in a very important essay, not about medicine or healthcare, Isaiah Berlin emphasises the difference between negative liberty and positive liberty. Negative liberty is how much liberty do we have to decide what we as professionals want to do, and positive liberty is how much freedom do we have to decide how much negative liberty we have. So sometimes professionals focus on this narrow bit of negative liberty, but overlook the fact that there are big social trends out there that they are ignoring, which suddenly catch up with them. Because society, and we'll find what we mean by society, has decided that they are not using their freedom properly. A key book in understanding this is the wonderful book by Elliot Krauss called Death of the Guilds, subtitled Professions, States and the Advance of Capitalism, 1930 to the present. And it's an astonishing bit of comparative history. It uh, draws on literature about university teaching, law, medicine and engineering. It draws on the original literature from France, Italy, Germany, the UK and the US. And obviously Krauss was multilingual. It it was called in the New York Review of Books one of the great pieces of comparative history 
of the last 50 years. Krause's argument is that professions have been losing power really since the Middle Ages. And I'm going to read you out his bottom line. What he says is that, once again, it is important to emphasize that I am not saying that professions are dying. What is dying is their guild power, as this power is increasingly being replaced by the power of capitalists or the state or both together to control the nature and quality of the professional associations, the professional workplace, the professional marketplace, and the relation of professional groups to the state. In the long run, the strength of the consumer, a potential fourth major force joining the triad of profession, state and capitalism, has remained minimal so far, but is likely to change dramatically in the future. So what we can see is that professions steadily lose power. In a sense, of course, what does it mean by having power? I think we've seen that there has been abuse of power by professions, more out of misguided paternalism than by evil. But we have to face the fact that the world is different. To this we can add the impact of the internet, in which everything is open, and professions have to be open. If there's one word professionals need to learn, it's the word transparency. And in a transparent world, where people give out information about themselves, when they share uncertainty, their status can increase rather than decrease. But, as Krauss points out, if you just keep saying, we're a profession, leave us alone, then you'll probably lose power and influence. Now here are three questions for you to think about. Firstly, which profession that you know of do you think has adapted best to the changing environment, not only of the capitalism and the state, but also of the rise of consumer power? Secondly, what could your profession do to be more open, more engaged, and to reduce the rate at which its influence is lost. And thirdly, if you're the head of a profession, as you may be, a part of the leadership, what would you say to the ordinary member to try to explain to them about the need to be aware of the changing status of professions and the need for professions to think hard and that by giving away certain negative liberties, they may actually retain their status and their positive liberty to guide their own direction.